0: There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. Win. Win. What are we waiting for? You know what you gotta do. Do it. And you feel what's about to happen me. always we fight together! That's how is done. get out there and do it to Welcome to the Philadelphia Eagles Podcast Station. This is your host Jake Harner for a solo pod. To review the minnesota vikings and philadelphia eagles all right guys uh this game was tough to watch i felt very badly most of this game um there was certain shines uh there were certain highlights like miles sanders uh his receiving looked good again um eagles secondary struggled eagles running defense wasn't stellar at all Let's go uh, Let's go through some of the stats here. So let's take a look at the two quarterbacks. Uh, Kirk Cousins was 22 for 29 for 333 yards, 11.5 average yards, uh, four touchdowns and one interception. He was sacked once for eight yards. His quarterback rating was 93.9. It's easy to say that he had a good game. He looked good. He had some great receivers, probably the best tandem in the NFL uh, Steph let's let's look at their the Minnesota receiving Stephon Diggs had 7 receptions for 167 yards abso- absolutely demolishing the Eagles <clears throat> excuse me uh, for a 23.9 average three touchdowns and his long being at 62 yards uh, next up is Adam Thielen who had 6 receptions for 50- 57 yards 9.5 average one touchdown and his long was 20 yards uh, I mean, without these two receivers, I think if Kirk Cousins had the Eagles' receivers, he would be worse off than Wentz was. I don't think. I think the Minnesota Vikings receivers are playing very hard for Kirk Cousins, and especially at home. Uh, just looking at the Viking Stadium, it looks very nice. I noticed that right away. The skull chants are annoying as hell for the Vikings fans. It's something that, you know, I, I hope that the home field advantage wasn't... I hope that the Eagles can play on the road. They showed that when they went to the Packers, they could... Uh, let's look at the Eagles now for uh, Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles receiving. Carson Wentz was 26 for 40, 306 yards, averaged 7.7 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. He was sacked twice for 14 yards. His quarterback rating was 71.4. So for this game, I thought Wentz did okay. He did enough that the Eagles had a chance to win. The Eagles receiving, I can't say the same thing. Uh, Top receivers for the Eagles. Number one was Miles Sanders with three receptions for 86 yards, averaging 28.7. With one touchdown and his long 45 yards. This is the Philadelphia Eagles' deep threat right now. No doubt in my mind. Sanders is fast. He can get open. Wentz seems to have some sort of connection with him that you know they can make some big plays with Deshaun Jackson out Sanders is really stepping up here. Now let's look at the rushing for Minnesota and the Eagles. So for Minnesota rushing, Alexander Madison had 14 carries, 63 yards, four and a half yard average, his long being 35. Dalvin Cook, who was supposed to be the Eagle destroyer, had 16 carries for 41 yards. 2.6 2.6 average, one touchdown, and his long is 14. So I think the Eagles did a good job shutting down Cook. Uh, Madison, they didn't shut him down quite as much, but I think the Eagles' run defense was good enough to win this game. Now for the Eagles rushing. Jordan Howard had 13 carries for 49 yards, averaging 3.8, and his long being 12. That is not exceptional. 3.8 yards per carry is kind of, kind of the bottom for a... a RB1 that you would be looking for. Boston Scott had four carries for 30 yards, averaging 7.5, and his long being 15. So with Sproles out, Boston Scott was obviously moved up from the practice squad. Uh, He wasn't much of a returner. I mean, hopefully Sproles can come back. I don't even know what Sproles' return timeline is looking like right now. So for the Eagles, Receiving. Miles Sanders had three receptions for 86 yards, averaging 28.7. One touchdown, 45-yard long reception. Alshon Jeffrey was 10 for 76 yards, 7.6. That's a fine number. His long 26 yards. I thought Alshon was was strong in his receptions. Uh, Zach Ertz, he didn't have a great day. I thought I thought he missed some catches. He was 4 for 54 yards, 9.6 average, 20-yard long. Uh, Goddard was 5 for 48, 9.6 average, nothing remarkable there. Aguilar was 4 for 42, 10.5 average, as long as 23. Uh, Matt Collins had zero catches, and our second-string receiver, Ortega Whiteside, wasn't even mentioned here, so he wasn't even on the field. Let's look at the turnover game. Eagles and the Vikings both had one fumble. Zach Ertz fumbled once, and Alexander Madison fumbled once. So this wasn't a strong sack game for either the Philadelphia Eagles or the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Eagles had one sack, and the Vikings had two sacks. So there wasn't a lot of penetration. Uh, Sendejo did have the interception. I believe it hit... Stefan Diggs in the helmet, and Sandeo came up with the interception, which is nice considering the Eagles got him from the Vikings. I don't think Doug Peterson had a good game. Uh, there was a lot of runs called, which was too unbalanced. That trick play was terrible on fourth down with the fake field goal. I like seeing trick plays, but I think in that situation, it was the wrong play. Why not let Carson Wentz go for it on fourth? Why not show that you're going for it? You'll miss the trick play aspect, but at least you have an NFL quarterback throwing the ball instead of an NFL kicker, who didn't have a terrible pass, surprisingly. He just kind of threw it up there for Dallas Goddard, who didn't come down with it. He was pretty well covered, so... The trick play aspect wasn't even there. They didn't really gain anything from it. I really thought Doug Peterson would have a good game. They knew the stakes are going to be high. They knew this was a good team. The NFC North is good this year. Going forward, man, I'm I'm less, less optimistic about this team. I don't think the season is over, but they need to go to Dallas and win this next game. There is no doubt about it. If they go to Dallas and lose Sunday night, It's going to be so hard. And the team hasn't shown flashes. They did come up with the Packers upset, which gave me faith. But what else can we really hold on to? I mean, what is there to say? Who's really performing well? Fletcher Cox, he's disrupting. Brandon Graham seems to be having an excellent season. He can't do it all. These two guys can't do it all. I wouldn't even say the pass rush is good this year. So what can we really rely on? Carson Wentz being good this year but he's not having an outstanding season he's hitting the guys in the hands but they're not coming down with the ball the receiving core is not trying to outperform at all it's Carson Wentz being a pretty good quarterback but his receivers aren't there I really wonder if the medical team has something to do with it if we had our starters back you know before the season started the Eagles added Malik Jackson who went down in the first game uh, Deshaun Jackson was back, who was going to add another element to the Eagles offense. Both those guys go down. As Eagles fans, we might be feeling so badly right now because we had such high hopes for the Eagles this season. Howie's offseason didn't really address the cornerbacks at all. I believe as Eagles fans, we thought we could rely on the kind of middle, middle-of-the-road cornerbacks we had. And the secondary stepping in to help them. And that really didn't turn out that we could do that. Jalen Mills still isn't healthy enough to play. Ronald Darby's still hurt. Timmy Jernigan's hurt. They were both out. Avante Maddox is still hurt. You know, like, it's why are the Eagles always the injured team? Especially at the one position they need defensive secondary seems to be the the big need right now and they just aren't getting a lot of help and the guys they do have are underperforming Sidney jones he looks like burnt toast out there there's nothing he can't hang a lot of these guys don't have closing speed i i mean what else do you really want in a cornerback you want somebody that can close he doesn't get burned on a on a double move bite on the first move and then they're left out in the no out in the middle of nowhere I think I'll wrap up with uh, with this game for this week saying that this game is very, very disappointing. I thought the Eagles would win this game before we went into it. I saw early on that the Eagles were flat-footed and weren't going to... They didn't really even have a chance of winning this game. I didn't see anything. I didn't see any fight in this team. If they play this badly against Dallas, they will lose. Doug Peterson's already coming out saying that they're going to win next week about against Dallas. I hope so. Alright, let's look at the rest of the NFC East. So, obviously, the Giants lost to New England pretty handedly. Washington Redskins got their first win against the terrible Miami Dolphins. Washington won 17-16. I think Miami had a chance to win that, but they missed a two-point conversion at the end of the game. Dallas. So, the one thing about this week is... That kind of keeps me hanging on as an Eagles fan. Is that the Cowboys lost to the Jets. Sam Darnold came back. He played good enough to beat the Cowboys. I caught bits of this game. I stayed with. I was happy they were losing. It looks like Dallas made a push at the end to come back within two points. But that's good news for us. Very good news. Because right now the Cowboys and the Eagles are tied 3-3. Three and three, Going into... A heads-up play next week. So, let's hope the Eagles turn this around and the Eagles are victorious on Sunday. For your host, Jay Carner, signing off. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you for listening to the Philadelphia Eagles podcast station. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast feed and consider becoming a supporter.